Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 6th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing okay. You know, I, I wish I was waking up in the Bixby house this morning. I know, it'd be amazing. I thought about that a lot over the weekend. You know, I should be flying out to Augusta, Columbia, wherever. But, you know, I, not not in an angry way, but just, you know, personal reflection and lamenting that I couldn't do it. But, you know, with a sense of time and place and the struggles that other people are going through, certainly not not in a selfish way. But would have been good. I was thinking actually a lot about last year, how fun that was. It was a good time. But we will be back again. We will be back. Stronger than ever. And it will be exciting and tournament will be exciting and golf will be back and it'll be a great time so yeah we had a nice uh, house i hope we still get that same house that we had signed yeah you know all signed up for this year yeah we'll be good we'll be good you have a good weekend i had a good weekend Did a lot i saw of you join tiktok what's going on with that <laughs> mrs mrs made me to join tiktok did you join tiktok just to announce to the world that you're expecting a child she had downloaded it and <laughs> And then she got obsessed with doing the TikTok video to announce <laughs> to the world. And she's not good with technology. So then I had to download it to figure out how to do the video. And I, I don't think I des- I did not do a good job with it. I mean, it, that, it was the first like time where I've really felt old because I, you know, I was a freshman in college when Facebook came out. I feel like I've been on the cutting edge of all these apps. And yeah. TikTok is just over my head. Oh, completely. It's it was a it was a senior moment. I'm kind of sad. I was the same way with Snapchat too. Snapchat was just not my thing. You probably already had it. two kids when Snapchat came out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm only I was a junior in college when Facebook came out. It was just <laughs> the you had to have an email address for one of the Boston schools because it was just the you know Harvard. You had to have a college in Boston email address to even get an account. When it came out, you're OG. I mean, I guess. All right. Um, So, congrats, by the way. You're expecting a child. You're going to be a dad. I love that you did TikTok. (laughs) Screwed around with Mr. TikTok over there. (laughs) Very amused by that. Did you see the Uh, first TikTok? I was really proud of the first TikTok. Yeah, with the grill. How good was that with the Nelly in the background? Paul Wall. Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) I mean, I think. I could really get into TikTok if I devoted oh, a, a good amount of time towards Let's it. Let's not do because that. it's a very creative platform. I think create what I love about it. It's not like a, it's not a glorification of every aspect of your life with like just 
faintly Instagram. written words and beautiful pictures. It's like if you're creative, you do well with TikTok. Like it, it is yeah. a creator platform, which is something I appreciate. We've talked about that for a while. Instagram it can kind of be smoke and mirrors. You oh. can be a ta- really talentless and do well there. I just uh, whatever definition of well means. But I don't want to talk. I don't want to be negative. The thing that drives yeah. me nuts is this is my favorite. This is the best. This is you know, yeah. Ev- over and over again, I had a life changing experience here. Changed my perception. Yeah. Of it's this, like that, if that no. happens every time you do something. <laughs> if that if that's every single like Instagram post, yeah, it, it's just it. You're lying. Yeah. So that's yeah. what frustrates me about just social media in general. It's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that out. All right. Congrats, though. I'm excited for you to become a dad. Yeah. That'll any any maybe we should start a weekly no. uh, weekly fatherly advice from. <laughs> I don't why people just because I have numerous children doesn't mean I'm any good at this or anyone should seek my advice on anything. You just know a lot of stuff. You probably messed up all the things that I'm gonna mess up. Here's the one one like real earnest piece of advice. It's like it's not that hard, it's just constant. Right? At least for right now. At least for right now. I mean, there may be come a day in the teenage years where I'm dealing with something that my brain power is just not equipped to handle like but it's 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 not like challenging it's just it's not like a, a it's not that hard it's just constant it's constant and, and so it's an effort thing it's a you know an energy thing it's just that that's what i would say that makes sense at all but all right that makes sense show, you got, show notes. gotta wake up every day put your pants on and go back to or, work with the kids <laughs> sure sure it's a lot but you know that may change as they get older and it become deep situations that I don't have the brain capacity to handle. Uh, okay. Um, show notes or show podcast episode, whatever updates. We are deep in Fred couples research for shotgun start spotlight SGS spotlight. That was going to happen today. We decided, you know, these are kicking our ass. We're giving you guys hours now of each profile. So we're going to break it up. We're going to do an AMA here, which we did last uh, around the holidays, not I guess it's not two years ago. It's been a really long time. 2018 holidays, people seem to enjoy it. Literally, was that up two years ago? It was, or a year yeah. and a half ago? Yeah, it wasn't this past holiday. It was the previous one. Because um, this past holiday was the 18 part year in review. We've got, got like 300 questions. So we do, I mean, it's nominally a golf discussion, but you, the AMA, the requisite, it, like you can ask us anything. I mean, we're not allowed to, you know, squirm out of any. We, uh, the answer may be yes, no, or it might be a squirmy uh, answer. Might go to answer maybe go to hell, but it will at least be an answer. So you can an- ask us whatever you want. And you, you started this what the end of February? You put out the first call for questions, and you re, uh, reignited that call tonight. Yeah. So yeah, okay. end of February, we might get, we might, you know, a lot of these questions might be for a completely different time in the world. A world, yeah, universe. <laughs> um, so we, uh, right. I, I'm going to so, go off the new list and Brendan's going to go off the old list. But just real quick, we have a, it should be a Crackling Freddy episode coming Friday. Oh. We're going to do this. Wednesday. We, we just, Freddy's Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. And I think Bacon's going to join on Friday for DL3. Have you told him that? Yeah, he he said him? he thinks okay. it's going to work. Okay, 
All right, so that's we're scheduling out, and then maybe we'll do another big hitter next Monday. Faldo, possibly just a Faldo. lot backing up. So we want to break it up for us, break it up for you, um, and also go to Bixby.com, buy shotgun start, coffee blend, right? Yeah, should we throw that in there? Support that us. was the original point of this AMA, as like sort of a you know introduce you to shotgun start blend, but a lot has happened in the world since then. All right, BixbyCoffee.com, shotgun start. Let's start it off. It's you delicious wanna... coffee. Everybody is talking about every people are messaging me like, "Hey, Everybody's... it's really it's really good." And it's like, "Well, would you did you expect it to be shitty?" Like that's that's the thing. We hopefully aren't going to lead you astray here just to put money in our pocket. Like, yes, some proceeds of it go to support us, which we you guys ask about ways to support the podcast. This is a very direct and actionable way to do that. Uh, but we hopefully wouldn't just kind of sell you snake oil. I, I mean, it's a hopefully a product that you like and need. So there you go. Coffee. We are ripping through coffee. My wife was not a coffee drinker at the start of this, and now she's drinking half the pot. Really? Yes. That's yes. tough times. <laughs> she would have like lattes. Now she's just going straight for she's become a big coffee drinker. So, All right, let's do this AMA. You, I'll, I'll start with the old uh, February call for questions All right. on Twitter, and you will alternate. Some of these answers may take, we, we to be clear, we put no real prep or thought into this. And if, if, so if the PGL schedule comes up, I have to find it, so we're, we might have to push that to the ne- whenever the next AMA is. Yeah, we have like three hours worth of questions here, probably. Okay, we'll, we'll start with uh, the first reply to the February thread chris rosell uh asked you guys talked about the major rota in 2023 on today's pod it got me thinking what would each of yours favorite rota what would be each of yours favorite rota for the four majors so i guess like favorite course at each place a powerhouse year maybe yeah so one is obviously augusta national that seems uh non-negotiable right no one's the players first major (laughs) tpc sawgrass he got me there. He caught me flat-footed. Good job. Um, all right, so Augusta National is is the start of the Rota, I guess. Um, the PGA is next. What would be your ideal PGA course or your best PGA course? Does it have to be within the realm of... All right, I'll, I'll go with Southern Hills. Okay. That is a TBD. It's on the upcoming uh future sites but they don't have a definitive year yet i don't think right southern hills would be great my my uh in may yeah in may it it, it's it's close it's if late may would be ideal down there okay it's i think fall would be best but we don't have any fall majors maybe that's a glaring hole in the whole major system it seems like we're gonna have some this year if we have any yeah Um, so what would you go with great before we could do a deep conversation, great part of the country that needs more golf. We saw Bell Reeve, you know, St. Louis go just crazy. And well, I think recently restored Perry Maxwell is actually like, it's got a lot of, I mean, Augusta National is almost as much Perry Maxwell as it is Alistair McKenzie. And it's got a lot of features that people would say, wow, this is really similar to Augusta mm-hmm. National in mm-hmm. the sense of the way the land is. So this, this is not meant to, pump up your work but you you guys you and garrett did a pretty sweet video on southern hills hey thanks okay friday um, who's what's your pga i don't have a good one i'm not prepped for this oak hill 
not in May, but Oak Hill's a solid one. Not to bag on the PGA, but there's not a. I feel like there's not a lot of ton of great options within the realm of the universe they work in. Right. What about now, right? going to Chambers? That's always like the one they just throw out. We always just default to that. I wouldn't mind it. That'd be great. Aren't they doing a, a another USGA event at some point in the future? I think that's still like a USGA prop turf. Yeah. So to speak. Uh, Oak Hill, I think, is a good one. Maybe congressional when that's all done, all the work that's done there. I mean, they're having PGA events there until, I think, 2065 or something like that. Be in uh, your backyard. Your your house yeah. would be the Bixby house. We could do that. We could do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could be good once all that work's done. Uh, but yeah, we we can't take this much time on every answer. All right. So, uh, go US ahead. Open. What about... We might be in agreement here. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go Shinnecock Hills. I probably, I, I would go, I'd love if I could transport Shinnecock to the West Coast. I'm sure. really excited to see the LA, uh, at LA US Open. I don't, it could, could go like a lot of different directions. It could be a complete logistical nightmare because yeah. the way. Was that a Wilsh- Wilshire? Split yeah. 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 Or it's on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think. It might be Wilshire. It's on Wilshire, so, I think. So when you talk about list logistics, you're talking about just what? It's there's one there's one entrance, people. and yeah. it's it's on the it's on a very very busy road that goes, you know, basically right from the west side to the downtown of L.A. and L.A. traffic's not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so w- what's your answer? I guess I'd go Shinnecock. I like Clear. West Coast one so i know but there's not a lot of options there no i mean lacc we haven't even seen one there in our lifetime i know uh, so I'll, I'll go i'll go with you okay open championship uh, this is a good one i love port rush i'm taking port rush oh you are yeah i i would say the old course but i i don't want to be you know i don't want yeah i don't want the the woke police coming at me what does that mean? You know, it's just people that anytime I say anything are going to tweet it and say I'm being, you know, snotty or something. What would be the objection to the old course? People are, people are crazy out there. I'll say Muirfield just because I have fond memories. I think that's my favorite major, really, since I've started covering this. Or one of the favorite, my favorite. That whole 2013 year I enjoyed. But the course, obviously, is a, a good one. Uh, does that cover us? Yeah. So Shinnecock, Muirfield. Little Port Rush and Augusta National. All right, you go. We will not take that long on every question. All right, Cheesehead uh, SN at Cheesehead Sportsnet. Cheesehead Sportsnet, longtime listener. Hearing Howard okay. Betts Bet, Beck's podcast with Dave Finocchio totally made me think of the PGA Tour having way too many events on their schedule. With sponsorship dollars presumably driving drying up for the foreseeable future, how do you see that playing out in twenty twenty one and beyond? You want to answer this? I li- I listened to part of it. I haven't finished it yet. It was, okay. It's a very good podcast. I'd li- I'd recommend it. But it, yeah. I mean, uh, Dave Pinocchio makes a lot of very very good points about you know. Yeah, give us the what is the, what are the cliff notes there on why the NBA seems to make dramatic. So changes. like ratings are down, right? Yeah, and right. he talked about how just the 
they're competing as the generations get younger, they're competing against more and more attention. And, and all these organizations are built a long time ago, right? When, when the world was a lot slower and attention spans were longer. So what's happening is like Netflix and all these different, um, you know, entertainment platforms, YouTube are stealing away audience from traditional sports because Sure. It's it's an antiquated system. So, you know, there's this opportunity now because of the time off that they can make adaptations and whether it be shorten the season, you know, change the format of the playoffs, so on and so forth. But given, you know, the ownership structure of these sports, it's very unlikely because people will be afraid to take the financial risk of of doing this. Because they just see, oh, we can keep doing this. We can keep making money. A perfect example would be the NFL, right? Yeah. They yeah. added games because, and that's not going to be good for their product, right? But the NFL, the NFL is a really good example because they win on scarcity, right? I, that was my, like, I think the uh, yeah NBA's big problem is like the regular season just doesn't matter that much. Same right thing now. with the Major League the Baseball. The players would say the same thing. The players, like, are doing all this load management stuff. Like, they don't. Like, just keep the boat afloat and then play later. Same thing with golf. And I think that's the most compelling thing. Like, what this made me think about was the PGL. What is compelling to me about the PGL is that it would introduce some scarcity in the game of golf. Like, there isn't a golf tournament every week. So when it's on, like, and everybody right now is, like, starting to feel like, oh, I really miss this and i really want and they're going to be really excited when their sport comes back on scarcity drives demand right it's like just simple economics right if a pro if somebody wants a product and it's not out there that often the demand for the product when it's out is going to be high right and the nfl does this better than there's 16 games now 17 and they own sunday for those 16 weeks 18 you know yep yep um But but yeah, so when with golf, it it could there could be a massive sponsor with draw uh, pullback from this, right? Which right. I, it's inevitable. There's they're going to lose sponsors because of this. Everybody's going to lose sponsors. Sure. So sure. that could I, actually be a a blessing in disguise if it meant they had less events. Now it would be there'd be way less playing opportunities, but that would mean that they'd play less events with better fields at every event, which would be a big win because their product would be way better. Well, I mean, this is kind of like the the appeal of the PGL too. It's just like some sort of limited universe, some sort of like we we've talked about this forever. They're they're walking the tightrope between having to answer to these membership that demands playing opportunities and that membership, maybe the guy that's, you know, the 600 ranked player in the world and like watering down the product. And I, I still come back, sorry, to uh, like demand for live rights, live sports rights is like still at an all time high and they just have tonnage of it, like tonnage and tonnage forever. And yeah, the, the second round of the Greenbrier rating has to be just like your family room, and that's it. But I, I don't know. So I, I think that I think where the this argue where where this argument is is as a league, would you rather broadcast? Let's just say 
that golf they get one million viewers for uh yeah. I don't know if they, I don't think they get one million for the second round of the Greenbrier, right? No. Right. All right. Like would you rather broadcast like you know a event every single week and get that or broadcast one a month and get ten times the amount of viewers? Right. That's the you do way less and get way more viewers and have a way more popular, way more impactful sport. Because what they do right now is they do the same thing every single week and the same 700,000 people tune in to watch. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. You're up. So you think we're going to contract a little bit? You I, think because of this? I think it might happen. They should look at it. it the whole premise of the whole premise question. of that podcast was the idea of the NBA should use this as an opportunity to introduce radical changes. Yeah, because their yeah. business, their pla- their product, which has been one of the most successful sports products in the last decade, right, ha- right. is getting stale and losing traction. So, with I mean, golf, that, it's uh, even more that case. Like, there's even more of a, a case for golf to introduce radical changes because of this because of the situation it is i i was i i mean on a very small scale last week that was kind of what i was uh trying to get at with the pace of play thing Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a much more minor kind of tenant of this it's like why not use this say we want to make fields bigger we want to have cram as many events into whatever time we're given just Change the entire, like, overhaul the entire paradigm of what we understand golf to be. Make a dramatic change on how fast you need to play. And, and you know, this this is a thing that hurts our product. Then do it. Now is the time to make that kind of... And that's not a massive change, but it is a radical change. It's an opportunity to make a radical change. Yeah. Okay. That's I, that's exactly what they should be doing. This, But let's be real. Down in yeah. La La Land, Lupland... <laughs> Where they're operating in a in an alternate universe to the rest of the world, never so evident other than the last month. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're going to probably go harder on their format and their on, on the yeah seventy two hole full yeah. full field yeah. six hour rounds. They're just yeah. going to beat that down. Like the what what got me thinking when I was listening to this podcast, he talked about how. NFL just owns Sunday. They own it. Nobody can do anything on Sunday. It's like, and every, every league should try and own days, right? Yeah. Yes. Golf, would, wouldn't would golf in a way be more compelling? Like, I love 72-hole stroke play. I think that's great. But there's a interesting golf format where it's nine holes on a Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Put it in prime time, a nine-hole match that takes two hours you know, a bunch of nine hole matches and you could make right. a great television product. And, and that would be more entertaining than your current platform. And you could own Tuesday nights and that's how you get 10 million viewers instead of right. 700,000. We are at a, uh, you're not going to get 10 million, but yeah, we are at a, uh, brisk pace here. I, 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 Brevity's never a, been our that thing. That was a big question. I know. We did two hours on Curtis Strange, so we're not going to rip through these like you'd expect. Uh, all right. Next question on the old thread. Kamal, longtime listener. May have pronounced that right. Who knows? How has your niche changed since you first started? I'd imagine 18 months ago, you guys 
would have never imagined this level of dedicated engagement from shotgunners. But what you guys and what do you guys envision this to be in the future, given this nutty core? Um, not too much different than it is now. Like there, in terms of envision in the future, why I don't want I don't think we want to mess do anything to piss off the nutty core at this point. In pursuit of whatever, what what what, what in pursuit of what growth or I mean what. I'll take s- slow growth as opposed to trying to change something to for significant, right? We're we're comfortable in our own skin. We like what we're doing. We we love the engagement that we get from you guys. I think like that's like part of the fun of it. I'm not going to lie. Like there have been moments especially the last couple of weeks where I'm like what the fuck am I doing? I'm I'm researching <laughs> Curtis Strange for twelve hours, but yeah. but then when you get messages and, and you know people yeah. tell you how much they enjoyed it, it it really yeah. makes it worth it. So I think I think what we are we're two people that are we have crazy memories about golf and enjoy golf very very much. So I think like our that's naturally our shows for people who love golf, right? yeah and i mean like fortunately we have an audience that kind of understands like you're not coming here to get like the the cleanly tightly edited prim and proper discussion or production for that matter like i i don't know not to i don't know that we envision this i don't know that we envision the show being this i don't know that we envision the the audience kind of becoming that nutty core as he referenced but we are extremely happy and this is a joy it's a yeah. labor of love to use a terrible cliche. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's some it's the most fun moments of my week. A lot of times are recording this show, but I don't think it'll. I don't envision this changing much, right? Who hopefully knows? We'll get, hopefully, we'll get golf back. I mean, that part hopefully will come back to us. We didn't envision us being in a in a pandemic where we we're going to have to do you know deep dives on historical players every week. So I would say the value. I don't see value in changing. I think the value is is in how we're doing it now because a lot of, yeah, we're going to try to remain as unconstrained and unconflicted as possible and just talk how we normally talk. Yeah, I think the big thing too is that we aren't trying to reduce anything. We're just going to try, like we're going to try and keep doing what we're doing, doing it better and better and then add things that enhance the product. Don't take away from the core, you know, podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, on to Riley Jenkins. Okay. Could we get a rundown of your respective CVSs, CVs? All right. Which which CV, CVS do you go to? Full disclosure, Andy. <laughs> before that, this was the first question. You thought he was asking about the pharmacy. You Just know. to like doubling off the last question about uh, do you see us changing anything. I mean, he's like, what's this guy asking for our favorite pharmacy or a rundown of our pharmacies? CVS. Curriculum Vitae, I think is what he means. They, you don't want a rundown of what our CVs are, do you? I mean, we both never envisioned getting into media, sort of like golf media. I went, to, I, went, I, became, I went to college. I became a legal assistant at a white shoe law firm, like the whitest shoe law firm, which means like, I was on a team of 12 attorneys. I was a paralegal. Every single attorney went to Harvard or Yale or, and the one that didn't went to Chicago. They were all very smart people. I held my own because I was socially normal. You know, I, I could work. I worked my hard. Then I went to law school. Started my second year of law school. 
I went out. I went to get a book out of my car, and I never went back in the building again. <laughs> just, just abandoned ship. Yeah, it was in the middle. Of, like there was layman going down, all that stuff. So I just left and did odd jobs. Worked my way into media. Took control of golf media. Long story short, here I am. So, golf golf page at where I work. So, go ahead. I went to college. <laughs> That's good. Then I got into. Uh, I was an environmental science major, so naturally I sold uh, sold freight logistics for a big trucking company that pollutes <laughs> pollutes the world. <laughs> Schneider Schneider Trucking, you know, big orange. Did you get like an environmental degree or something? Yeah, environmental yeah. science. Uh, all right, yeah. Environmental science with a focus on environmental economics. Did you just say that and I wasn't paying attention? Yeah, okay. I just said right, it. There you go. Sorry. And then I, uh, to get then the I left question. that job, which is terrible. I hated it. And uh, I went to uh, work in for some tech startups. So I worked for a company that uh, that sold customer uh, loyalty programs. Like the it was called Belly. We put these iPads at stores. That was fun. It was like this little startup that got backed by uh, Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz, who were like, and then and it kind of sure. was a you know a rocket ship. And then it and then it had like a startup fall also where. You know, we laid off a bunch of people, and then I left there, and I went to a tech media uh, company, and I worked there for a while, and that's when I started reading and uh, getting to into the content game a little bit. But I was a business development person; I was not a uh, I was not a writer. Yeah, yeah. and that's when I started I, the fried egg. Uh, I got into content because I was working like hundred hour weeks at this law firm. I just had needed something to read in my office, mm-hmm. like just hold up and it's like oh the industry's changing i think i can write okay and you know eventually just needed you know a year and a half of law school debt to finally come around to it um all right uh next question is this me yeah all right andy some recommendations of required reading by the golden age architects or some of the more modern renaissance architects i loved golf has never failed me by ross as my first foray into the subject matter. This is from ZJ Drummond. All right. You want to just do the, the I'll, cliff I'll notes? I'll run down what? a couple, three or, I'll give three recommendations. There's a bunch of Friday posts on if you this read, library if, or something. If you Google golf architecture books, we've got a post that comes right up. I think it's the first one that comes up. So, okay. Um, I The links by Robert Hunter, tremendous. It's It's got more interest. It's not very, it's not, really deep it's not like a depth like dense sorry i'm struggling sure. with the words no, here you're good dense you're book good. um i love the little red book by tom doak uh mm-hmm. shackleford's got like a bunch of really good books um okay. i would you know like the the one with art uh what's it called i can't remember the exact name of it but he does like he has an artist that does stuff that one's really good um so, uh yeah all right. Then CJ Drummond also asked me, how do you find accessibility of players and personalities in the golf and sports world now compared to when your career began? We have all this visibility to players now through social media. Was what we're getting authentic? Was there just as much BS before? I would say most of what you're getting is not authentic, I would imagine, right? Yes. I mean, they they use social media now mostly as another way to you know sell uh, their brand or sell 
whatever brands paid them or money. push whatever message they want to push. Yeah. So I'd say it's, I think accessibility is, I, you're at, you're talking to someone who's been really confined to an era. Like I wasn't writing, I wasn't like, you know, going to the bar with fucking Snam Sneed back in the day, you know? So I, I don't know. I can't really give you much perspective other than the current one. Um, I'd say accessibility is okay. I, I think the older writers would lament that it's totally closed off, but I, I think like people understand. Um, they see your work out there just as we watch them play golf. I think the players see your work out there, and accessibility is there if you want it. For most of them, some of their agents are gigantic assholes, but uh, I think accessibility is not as bad as it's always painted out to be. I'd agree All with right? that. Most of them yeah. are very nice and accommodating. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, you know, a matter of asking. I think the players are there, like, they're not all buried in the sand. They're paying attention, and, you know, sometimes they want to talk if you just reach out. All right, go ahead. Keith, or Kevin, KWR260, what does all American mean? What? <laughs> I think he's asked this question a couple times. Like, I think he means, like, what's it all American? Maybe he's not from is America. He, oh, means you're a highly rated college player. Yeah, it means right? like you're. It'd be like a all. Is uh, that what he's yeah, talking about? It'd be like a, okay. If you're all Premier League, I don't know. You were. A, <laughs> that can't be a thing. All Premier League. I mean, all American means you were awesome in college. At, most at whatever could be, given activity. Could be high school, McDonald's, all American. It means you are among a very, very select group, at, usually at a younger age, right? College or high school coming up. I don't know. Maybe we the... should have our own all American teams for professional golf. We could do that. We Sergio do that. for wearing his big tax outfit every year. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that wore the Skyline shirt? Oh, uh, Molinax. <laughs> that was a Vineyard Vines thing <laughs> with the New York. They're playing Shinnecock. You know, 18 hours away from Manhattan, and they got the skyline on their shirt, just crowbarring whatever, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, are you done with that yeah, one? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, next one. Andrew, Golf 26. The golf club in the original logo, and this one is left-handed. Is that a nod to the third best golfer of his generation, Phil Mickelson, or to Hurricane Bacon? Uh, it's definitely, so we have a left it's definitely we didn't want to discriminate against left-handers. That was the key with this logo. You know, we wanted is to show accurate? that we were open to all. We were welcoming to all. No. I don't accurate. think we noticed it or even <laughs> I mean the gun was a rifle and not a shotgun for a few weeks before some people who know those things told us about them. So uh not deliberate at all. Definitely not a nod to Phil Mickelson. All right, go ahead. All right. Pat Heslin. As someone's also set to be a dad this summer, is Brendan willing to do podcast-based parenting classes? I'm happy to do that. As I noted earlier, I'm not... I should, I, just because I have children doesn't make me an expert in any way, shape, or form. And I wouldn't... I don't know. I'd caution against taking my advice, but I'm happy to do that. Happy to open it up to... You know, you want a parent story? Yeah, sure. So my second son is... Second son second child is just a nut job so he had to spend all day friday getting him to stop saying the f word oh my god 
He's five. <laughs> Where'd he pick it up? I don't know. So they're playing like, the, there's like kids bop, like this, this like kids sing these pop songs. It's like that uptown funk you up. So he kept just saying uptown fuck you up all around the house, outside, started screaming the F word. So don't take fatherly advice from me. This is my whole point. Okay. Go ahead. Am I my turn? Okay. Uh, Favorite golf Twitter or shotgun start nickname? This is this universe is so large. I can't answer this without without some sort of preparation. Um, I mean, the Dutch boy is pretty good. I love for the Ricky Ricky Barnes (laughs) painter caps. The Dutch boy. I like the the pool boy Ed Fiore. Yeah, that's a good one. The grip. Big Bill. Big Bill Reevy is pretty good. There's a lot of good ones. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, there's so many things. Dutch boy I like. All right, go ahead. Muscat. Uh, Muscat's a fun one just because of the origin story of that. Boy from Bratislava is a great classic. Yeah. I mean, Muscat Marcus. Uh, let's see. What's up? What's next? If you could read... Or, oh, what would you both be doing if you weren't covering golf? And this is from Joe Estes. What would we be doing if we weren't covering golf? Yeah. I, ideally or like realistically? <laughs> realistic and ideal. I mean, realistic, I'd probably be an attorney. I probably would have had to get my ass back to law school at some point. I think I would have been a pretty good lawyer, but I just didn't want to do that. I don't know about ideal. I mean, ugh, I have no idea about ideal. I don't even know what, what my life would be. Go ahead. Um, I would probably be just doing similar work to what I was doing before. Some BD work for a tech company in Chicago. Right. I took a job right. and my, and my wife, uh, I took a job before I was thinking about jumping off the cliff and doing this. And I took a job and then my wife talked me out of it and told me I was already miserable at it before I started it. So. Oh, was, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Good for your wife. It was a good, yeah, that. it was a good moment. All right, uh, next one. Antipodian read. Podian read, whatever. What's the most random, weirdest golf DM you guys have received that actually turned out to be true? Oh, man. I don't, I, I can't think I offhand. Yeah. Our answer on this one may be I don't know. I don't remember. That um, Keith Foster got <laughs> got arrested. Oh, you got that? <laughs> yeah, that might be it. It's for smuggling. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. God, I'm trying to think. Was the assassin? No, that was a story that was relayed. I don't know. I don't. I the don't Monty, know. I the Monty Mountain Dew. I mean, is that true? Is it for sure true? I don't, that's a good one, Monty and Mountain Dew. All right. Uh, go ahead. If you could redesign, this is from PD Sydney 2042. If you could redesign, alter one hole at Augusta. Which one would it be? Ooh. For me, I'm shortening seven and taking the bunker away from the front. What would you do? Me? I mean, so, yeah. You go. You're, this This is your province. I would just yeah. restore. I wouldn't re- redesign. I'd just restore everything. I mean, what about 11? 11 yeah, I'd get rid of the trees on the right, make it wider, like it used Ele- to be. Hit, uh, like where Tiger was hitting from last year, every round would be every fairway. Day, I felt like, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> where where the what? lady picked up the kitty litter and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what isn't that the best angle, right? Shouldn't that be yeah, a, that an sh- option? Yeah, that should be an option. That's where you want to hit from. All right. So you just restore everything. Yeah. What's the beef with se- I mean, people always say seven's the worst hole. So what's the beef with the bunker? Because you can't. You should be able to run it up. You should I be think, able to. I think originally it had an opening in the front, but this yeah. uh, you keep in mind this is like 1920s and it was 320 yards uphill, so it wasn't drivable. Yeah, but right. I would say that's a great hole. That hole should be shorter. It should be like a fun, like the green super narrow. Or super not deep, shallow, super shallow, wide. It's it'd be a cool little hole if it was a drive and pitch hole because you'd see guys lay back for a full wedge. You'd see guys hit it up there close and then be a really hard uphill, thirty yard pitch shot. As opposed to now, it's like four hundred and fifty yards and narrow. Narrow, yeah, yeah. When was when was the last time, if at any time? That fairway bunker on ten, like really in play. Oh, that was in play. That the green they moved the green, so the green originally was a punch bowl green right next to it, and then Perry yeah. Maxwell made moved that up on top of the hill, um, okay. in the thirties. Okay. okay, I was watching today, and Costas, the ninety-two uh, master, said number ten was playing with the highest scoring average, hardest hole in the course, which seems not possible today. Right? I, it's I mean, still a pretty hard hole. I mean, it, the dri- difference is like guys aren't hitting five irons in; they're hitting like nine irons. Right. The, what are they, everybody just draws like a three wood off the tee, kind of try to draw one. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Old Thabble in in one of them recently. It might have been Woozies in '91. Yeah. He had three iron into that green from like a down downhill oh. lie. It's like <laughs> this is you're hitting the uphill target from a downhill lie with a right. three iron. Like this is so <laughs> much different. The guy's hitting wedges into the green now. Nine That's irons. Right. It's just stupid. Okay, next one from Sean Martin. Do you want daily correction tweets or for me to go fly a kite? I like Sean's daily correction yeah, he tweets. He texts us like every morning with correction. I mean, by morning is like a generous term for it. These texts come at like 5 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> I don't get up that late, but he sent me like five texts by the time, he, uh, you know, they're and then they're an hour old. What time so. do you get up? Eh, usually about seven. Depends. I mean, after kids are kicking my ass for the last, you know, from five to seven. But yeah, really get in earnest seven o'clock. All right, you go. What's your next one? This is from uh, Antifa. Antifaldo. Okay. The man, the myth, the legend. Not This is not Nick Faldo. Follow Antifaldo, which is a great... All right, go ahead. go ahead. How old will your child be when his or her working zoology... Oh, this is for me. How old will your child be when his or her working zoology and geographical knowledge surpasses yours? I guess it's for both of us. I mean, soon. I mean, my <laughs> seven-year-old is probably up there with me right now. He's learning animal facts. Probably pretty soon. I don't know anything. He tells me these things, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I had no clue. He was just, he was telling me about the planets the other day. 
I had no idea that all these changes with the planets since I came up See, and learned them. That's I was just like, what are you talking about, man? That's not that's not right. Revisionist history. Yeah. So I think my uh, I think mine might know more than me now, you know. <laughs> Your unborn child <laughs> knows I, more about animals. I feel like I know I get a bad rap about my geography and 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 animal yeah. facts. The bear thing really lingers with me. The bear, saying there are no bears south of Michigan was just kind of the coup d'etat. <laughs> um, all right. I'm up. This is from George Smiltons. Can you guys do a life swap for a week and still do the podcast? I think some sponsor out there would jump at the opportunity to support you. So wait, you come live here with my kids and I go there and live with no kids in your little dungeon with golf pictures all around? I could do that. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... I think we could get a sponsor for if that. A sponsor if a sponsor wants to, to pony up. You have to be a significant ad buy for that, I think. Your wife would want me out of the house. And probably, you know what? She'd probably appreciate. You. She'd probably think you'd do. I'd do ten times more than I do. Come back yelling at me about it. I'm sure. <laughs> um, My wife would uh, probably say the same about you too. I'd get out there and rake those leaves. I know that. I can do that. Um, go ahead. All right, from uh, Dino Exotic. <laughs> so that's a Tiger King reference. <laughs> Um, have you watched that? I haven't watched it. Kaylee, my, I my wife started watching it. We usually watch everything pretty much together. You yeah. know, anything we start new, we make sure the other one, unless it's like some shit she knows I'm not going to watch. I go yeah. upstairs one day. I've been working all day. She's five hours into this thing. <laughs> I was like, and everybody's talking about it. <laughs> That's good. I don't watch TV anymore, basically. Go ahead. You got four kids. All right. What's your... Whoa. All right. So what? Dino. Dino wants to know, who's this generation's Hall of Famer, Mark O'Meara? Is it Zach Johnson? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, ZJ really lines up well down to the majors. I think he's... ZJ's probably got more PGA Tour wins. I don't think he Mom. does, but it's no? more relative because of the competition, right? I don't know. I feel like All right. So I two, feel like ever since we did the mom profile, like hey, there's just a mom comp on every player in the world. Bubba. Bubba is a great one. You know why? He's got he two majors. A he couple courses. Just did it. Yeah, he does it at just a few courses over and over again. But what if those courses are Riviera and Augusta National? I'm just not bad. Yeah. I mean, Marco Miro is Pebble Beach. Right. I forgot where I was, what I was listening to. There was a, a player was talking, or maybe it was a, maybe it was, it might've been on TV. I, it might've been an old telecast or something, but they were talking about guys who win all over the place and how valuable that is for how like good those guys are versus the guys that just win that beat up certain courses. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, okay. Zach Johnson, Martin Keimer. He's got yeah. two two majors I and a player. I, I think Keimer has had a better career than O'Meara already. Number one in the world in a loaded era, 
two majors of players, you know, that Ryder Cup putt, which shouldn't have been that far. Number one I, I in the know. world. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Tried to hit a draw to play at the Masters. Career went to shit. Okay. Um, Ricky? Ricky's going to get in the Hall of Fame. What? Just watch. <laughs> the greatest sponsored endorsed player of endorsement player of all time. Um, I'm I'm looking at some one major guys. DJ, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson could be a good comp. Maybe, maybe. Ricky in the Hall of Fame. The branded. What, what, what would he go in on, on his He'd bus? be the Hall of Fame brand ambassador. Would he be a Puma on his bust, or do they even do bust? There'd be so many decisions. Farmers, Amex, Puma, Rocket Mortgage. What do you do? All right. Is he in a Hawaiian maybe, shirt? Is he in his, his cactus his, shirt? Is he in his orange shirt? Is he in his, you know, maybe they Masters al- Green? Alternate. They alternate the exhibit based off the seasons of the year <laughs> just to, to get people back. More activations. Yeah. Alternate the bust. There you go. All right, my turn? Yeah, your turn. This is from Colton. Florida Georgia line sucks. That's his Twitter handle. Will there ever be a shotgun start, shotgun start event? So caps, shotgun start, lowercase, shotgun start event. Yes. I think so. I mean, we have never discussed it. We have no initial plans, but that seems doable. Seems appropriate, right? Yeah, we'll do one. We could do it at the fountains, <laughs> kind of as an homage. It would be great if if we went to the Honda Classic next year, and then did it at the the fountains. Yeah. Okay, your turn. All right, uh, Brendan's cough. Checking in. Parody account about my cough, my respiratory <laughs> issues. Go ahead. You're the long-awaited new driver. Pick your brand arrives via Amazon, but you're all out of Lysol and soap. How long does it sit on your front porch before you work up the nerve to take it inside and open it? Wait, what? Oh. Like you get a you new dryer. You no soap? You don't have Lysol so you, and soap. So you can't wash your hands after you yeah. open the package? Yeah. I mean, I think I just let it sit there <laughs> for eight hours or whatever they advise you to let it blow away. I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't need it. My irons are 15 years old. I don't need it. Don't Here's know. what I do. I, I kick it into my garage, in which it sits there for, you know, an inf- indefinite amount, period of time because okay. I'm not playing golf at all right now anyways. Yeah. So it doesn't That's, really matter. It's a good brain teaser of sorts. Except, you know, I am playing a little golf. I'm hitting balls in my rocket accessories. There you go. So you're going to want to try out your new... Your new driver. All right. I don't know if I'm ready to hit driver in my backyard. Okay. Uh, you you haven't done driver yet? No. I hit like, I don't, I, I hate hitting driver. I hate hitting driver. Like, I don't want to swing really hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Okay. That's, sure. That's sure. Not, not my speed. I, I hit as few drivers as I need to hit. All right. Um, it's not that important a club anyways. Um, 
How do you feel, this is from Stu, Mike Stewie, how do you feel about this study, which I'm not clicking and reading? Do spikes still not matter, or do we rein in distance by making golfers wear spikeless flip-flops? The, the headline is, this is from December, Chris Cheney article, December of 2019. Study shows golfers are forfeiting distance off the tee. A recent study conducted at Pinehurst has found that amateur golfers are leaving significant amount of distance simply by what they're wearing on their feet. Hmm. Sounds sounds like a bunch of propaganda put on by go- big golf shoe. Big spikeless? <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're saying spikes add distance. Oh, spikes, yeah. yeah. Seems like a propaganda. The golfers study. average care probably golfers put aver- on by the NGF paid off by foot joy. <laughs> So yeah, the numbers were longer when you're wearing replaceable cleats. Let me tell you something. I've played a lot of my greatest rounds of golf in tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Skill is skill. I wouldn't worry. Don't worry about your feet, right? I mean, if you are really worried about those four yards, I, I just like, I don't know. Just have fun. Just play golf. Don't worry about that stuff, right? I mean, I mean, enjoy it. Enjoy it how you want to enjoy it. Some people are all geared towards different things. I mean, if you want to be Curtis Strange out there, or woozy, breaking clubs over your bat, over your knee for some needless muni Saturday round, then go ahead, be that guy. Go get your spikes. All right, um, well, you could be Sergio, ahead. tear up on the green. <laughs> sure. All right, uh, P Goy, P P G O Y. Pogoy. Pogoy. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. What is the best time zone? I love this question. What is the best time zone? Yeah. <sighs> Mountain's pretty good, right? I think mountain, I, I for my job, I like West yeah. Coast the most. Why? Because everything's done. Like I never, like I finish, when I'm on the West Coast, which I usually am and for a yeah. good amount of uh, for like a couple weeks a year. I like get done with work. Like we'd be talking right now and I get done and it's like, oh, it's like I can still do something. It's not you can go out it's at not night midnight. It's not eleven yeah. o'clock. Like right. I could go I could do this and then I could go to dinner if I wanted. Don't you feel like you like you Everything has to be done the night before, though, because you can't like get up at six and get it done. Yeah, right? but but you're so you've got so much time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, why? Time is always the, all the same, the same amount in all the time zones. It's not like you get extra on the West Coast. Bacon lives in two time zones because he's in Arizona. They never change. Uh, they don't change. That's right. He insists that mountain is the best. Because it's not too extreme, but you still are a couple hours behind the rest of the world working on the East Coast. Well, I think the thing is at night, sport. so when you live in LA or on the West Coast, when your sports are over at like at the latest, 9.30. I will say last year when we were at Pebble and the Warriors-Raptors games, those finals games were ending at like 8. Didn't like that, was, did you? I know. I thought it was great. It's like this is amazing. So, it's definitely not East Coast or Central. I I will. <laughs> Why not Central? What's wrong with Central? Well, a 
we're like nobody everybody on the east coast just like acts like you don't have a time zone like they basically they demand you get on their time yeah you do the same thing you know yeah i do it with you (laughs) right yeah as a as a central time zone person i just basically like live half a half my life on central half my life on on eastern Eastern. you know what's the best it actually is great michigan in the summer because it stays light till like 10 p.m up there i know i know and they're eastern but they're on the very west side of the eastern Right, I will. I Cleveland's a little bit of that too, not as extreme. But I would play golf till like nine forty-five in June, in Cleveland. All right, um, that's a great up, question. That is a good question. Sammy Bananas, have you ever thought about doing a profile on lesser-known guys? Just off the top of my head, guys like Troy Merritt or Jazz Janawanadon. It's a good inside joke. Good question, Sammy. I had never thought about it. Never All researched right. it. Uh, all right, Brian uh, Monecki. Okay. Monecki, I think so. At Brian Chipper. What's Brendan's favorite fruit? I like raspberries. I'm a big raspberries guy, but you got to get, they got to be, they got to, they got to have a little like, uh, they got to be well constructed. You can't get the mush, you let them go too far. It's a very fine line you got to, where they're ripe enough. But they haven't like just become mush, you know. That's kind of what every fruit is like. But well, it, you know, we're talking about with all of this. The question: What is the best fruit when they're at its best? You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a berry guy in general. Strawberry, not blueberry, but strawberry raspberries. If you get a good carton of those, it's like that Seinfeld episode with the with the whatever. What are those peaches? Yeah, just feels like your mouth is is you know, infused. I'll tell you what, I had a, um, I did a big grocery run. So I, you know, I had a lot of yeah, food. So I sure. perp- I bought pears because I knew they'd be good when all the other fruit was bad because they have, yeah. you know, you have to wait like Take two forever. weeks essentially. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let me tell you something. Pears are so <laughs> good. They're awesome. They're very good. Like a great pear. Right. I mean, when it, it, it takes a little time, but it, it's, it's worth it. All right, Johnny Begzos, what's y'all's real-world desk job backgrounds? Kind of hit that. All right, we hit that one. With our favorite CVS pharmacy. (laughs) Um, Next one, which debate would you rather, this is Joseph Turan. Which debate would you rather have? Pace of play with Bryson or or technology versus course design with Billy Horschel? So this had to come right at the height of this is end of February. Billy Ho's tweeting about the architects are the reason why. What was this? The He's, distance yeah. distance insights report was the reaction that architects made courses so long to fit more houses on them. Yeah, wasn't that his reason? I think so. Uh, uh, I don't think I want to have a debate with Billy Ho on anything. Anything. I don't know that he's the. The swiftest deer in the forest. Um, I feel like you could have an impact, though. Like, Billy Ho might change his mind. I feel yeah. like he's a reasonable Bry- uh, person. Bryson, I would be humoring myself, kind of. Like, and Bryson knows a lot more about more topics than I do, probably. But I think I would just be enjoying myself during that conversation. So, what about you? It would be fun just to ask Bryson why. <laughs> after every, <laughs> every question just, like a kid 
Why? See him to- drive himself mad. He would just keep going. <laughs> Why? Uh, I think I'd pick Bryson too, just because I just I just ask him questions. All right, go ahead. All right, Your turn. is uh, AJ Smith is Bill McAfee's reaction to Tiger popping a bone back in, into place? Basically, all of our children reacting to us explaining the 2020 major schedule schedule or schedule as he put in 2040 really McAtee's reaction really oh yeah that's a good comp that's a good analogy I like it it is going to be wild to just try to I never thought of this before right yeah I mean World War II that's like a thing you understand oh yeah they didn't play sports war has a you know cross-generational you have some sort of understanding of that interrupting things this like you just don't it's so foreign really to anything we've ever you know in our lifetimes i hopefully not in anyone else's lifetime from now to 2040 again so i don't know yeah, I I mean I think this is going to end up being like a war. Like, you know, it's pretty easy to explain. All right. Well, no, I'm saying like it's easy to explain why the the Ryder Cup oh. skipped a year because yeah. of like 9/11. Yeah, it's sure, just going to be like, sure. oh, that was when we had the corona gotcha. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll just become a a a, a, a pun- one it's sentence like a and it'll immediately asterisk. register and everybody understands what you're talking about. Okay. Antifaldo doubling up. Has Andy ever, actually ever been to a zoo or aquarium? He's big on the animal questions. I assume you have, right? Yeah, I've been to. I'm, when was the last time you went to the zoo? When was the last? I went to. I mean, Lincoln Park Zoo doesn't really count because. I mean, it's like a half zoo, kitty zoo, or something. I remember zoo. when I was in high school or some age. You know, I went to some some zoo. So it's been a while. It doesn't seem like you have a quick and instant recall of whenever it was. Aquarium. I ha- I think I went to the Shed Aquarium in my 20s for some some event. Seems like there's eh, not some quick and instant answer there. All right. This is from Sully. I'm doubling up here because I have 800 questions in my thread. What would it take to get Mrs. Fried Egg and Mrs. Porath on the pod? Want to hear their stories about you two? And it was like, what it's like to have you do the pod. I don't know that my wife is extremely not online or understands anything about this world, nor does I think she wants to. But she would enjoy coming on and just ripping on me, which is, I think, what they're looking for here. She would <laughs> gladly talk about how much of an idiot I am. My wife, and have I, fun. I live my life now knowing that my wife is is gonna be quick to video or photograph anything stupid yeah. i do your wife that is she's that savage is terrifying. too that is terrifying we i experienced that in uh new york at the pga you're like yeah she like just takes out the phone and you could be like eating a muffin in like a dopey way and <laughs> she's got it you know like or take a drink spilling coffee on you she's got it she's got she's just observing like a, she's got like an album of embarrassing shit that on her phone of me so like she's got reserves <laughs> that's dangerous that is treacherous all right all right you're up go ahead ricky didio 
Do people say if only more about couples or AK? Huh. Well, we're gonna we're deep in the throes of Freddie research. I think I I said something about if his back didn't go out, he would have had a really crazy career today. It, <laughs> I think AK somehow sits hits the sweet spot of this like social media generation like the people who are on social media predominantly like saw ak right and he was um, uh, around them when they were whatever 20 or 30 i think there's the fascination with ak is seems more ubiquitous right now and more you know outpaces any kind of if only couples talk but maybe that's not the question right I, I, I'm. Sh- Go ahead. I think. I and think online the there's AK more of those questions. Here, online there's more questions about AK. In in yeah. clubhouses there's more what ifs about Freddie. Or the PGA Tour range, a driving range, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The thing with AK is he just disappeared. Couples at least like is around. You can see him trying to play through pain or withdraw or whatever. Like he's still in golf. All right, uh, this is from Will Knights. Is the is the Bixby House a bring your own chip establishment this year? CC PJ Tour Smart. You tweet this. Uh, this is a question that's become dated, but not necessarily. We will have another Bixby House yeah. at, at Augusta. I think we might have to institute that policy. Smart. I think I like this. I could see Smart waddling up to our door <laughs> with his BYO chip. I don't think he'd bring the chip. I think he'd he'd get in there and he'd he'd complain that he didn't have chips. Then we'd give him some chips. Were we yelling at him while we were recording last year? Stop eating our fucking chips. I, Just over there gobbling. I think we were recording and then all of our chips were gone. Crumbs down his <laughs> shirt, just gobbling up our chips at the Bixby house. Those were some of our, you know, our sillier podcasts. All right, uh, I'll go again. What exactly makes a player notable? This is from Brentley Romine. <laughs> I think this has to do with... Uh, the notable players that are... When we do schedule for the week. I think Brentley might know the answer more than we do. I think that there's some social listening app. Maybe maybe it's the bots writing the, writing the notable players and they're, they're listening. <laughs> They're listening to the podcast, and that's how they. What makes a person notable? That's why Sabatini's always notable, or LeBron's notable at a court. Because of how much we talk about them, we make them notable. Oh, they, they do. They do it with all the pods. You know, every they're listening to all the pods, and and the most noise outside of the big names are those guys. Um, what should okay. make a player notable is a combination of of interest. And a uh, and Fan good inches? play, no, just like interesting person, okay, and good play. So here's okay. the thing I, that kind of I don't understand why this is with the case with golfers, but there's this phenomenon where like the people that get like the most like oh he's such a good guy he's so oh he's just such a great guy he's so good with, and, and then they like have all these sponsorships right are the guys that never say anything ever. They never say anything. So, right. like, Ricky does not say anything to anybody, ever. 
Oh, brutal. Nothing. He's, he says nothing. I remember I got to interview him like early in my career. And I was like, I got like I got some good stuff. I got good questions. I'm gonna be able to like, get something juicy or like not juicy, but at least interesting. And it was brutal. I sat there. I was like, oh my god. I wasn't a good interviewer, and I may still not be. I was just getting my ass kicked. I'm getting nothing from this guy. So nothing. You know who fell into this bucket until a year ago? Matt Kuchar. Hmm. Until, Why until a year ago? Until, just because of the tipping thing? Yeah. Just oh, he's such a great guy. He's he's always smiling. He's just such a good dude. Tons yeah. of sponsorships. Yeah. Then like all this stuff happens and people are like, oh, like Gary Woodland's the same way. I think Gary I've met Gary Woodland. He seems like a very good guy. I got a, a friend that's friends with him, says he's a good yeah. guy, but never says anything. And it's like a brilliant thing. Like if you don't say anything as a golfer. Yeah. You're going yeah. to be like acclaimed. I mean, he's just a piece of wonder bread. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. All right, your turn or mine? Oh, my Let's turn. Do like just a All couple right. more. BK at Canseco 1616. Maybe Jose Canseco. How did you guys meet and decide to do a pod together? Uh, well, we met at the 2017 Players Championship, right? The gold standard. 2017. Yeah. Siwoo Kim. Which, the irony of that, the tour had played a large role in us coming together, and here we are three years later, often uh, putting that tour through the through the rainer. Uh, yeah, 2017 players, we were down there. First day we met, we just had copious amounts of wine. Bill Hill. Bill Hill. <laughs> William Hill Estates, which was provided to us. And uh, we were up to like two in the morning just talking nonsense, right? With the house, there were people coming and going. Yeah. That was it. And then, you know, with the podcast, that, that was literally the origin story, our first time we met. Yeah. And then we did. A lot of the same bullshit you hear on the pod where we're laughing and making critiques and, you know, arguments. Uh, the podcast, we, I don't know. We texted a lot coming out of that, we, you know, just like you would with a lot of colleagues about content, ideas, professional advice, things like that. And this was one of them. Probably took six months to a year to actually finally decide, hey, let's do this, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's the origin story. You have anything you want to add there? That's, that's, you nailed it. I would say we were pretty good friends before we decided to do this. Not, yeah. I mean, friends in an internet way, right? A professional colleague way. Mm-hmm. So, all right. My turn? Yeah. My turn. All right. When you, this is from Old Sawbones. When you first started, how long did you think this could last? This kind of dovetails with the last one. What's your favorite moment of the show? Mine was the riveting fan vote Friday in 2019, an epic uprising of the people. That's a good one. That was a really good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, how long did you think this could last? I thought it, I, I don't know. I didn't think of like, I, I didn't think it would fail or else we wouldn't have tried it. Um, I thought we both were hard workers and semi-interesting and like, I didn't know if, couple people would listen to it or a lot of people listen to it but i i don't know i thought it would be good enough and successful enough did you think it was gonna not get off the ground no i thought it was gonna work 
Yeah. I think I we were we were confident. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite moment? I think that the, the Augusta Friday pod was. That's that's up there for me. When you told me, and I was because I was on the grounds, I didn't like you were you were way more dialed in at that point that Friday night. Like all I knew about was like the security guard sliding into the tiger. When you told me Jason Day was blowing into balloons as like a form of physical therapy, like I remember like doubling over at the table in the Bixby house, like screaming into the microphone, this can't be true. Kieran, this was after Kieran Hedge fell down swinging. That was, that's a good podcast. If you want a master's throwback to listen to. I, I think gotta, fi- I gotta find, find out what's going on. We switched podcast hosts and people are saying they can't get that pod anymore. Oh no! I, it's somewhere in the in, in the. Was internet. that Flimper? Was that the day we discovered Flimper? Might have Sandy been. Lyle? We might have talked about t- Woosie too. When you told me day was blown into balloons, I remember Shane Bacon was at the table, a silent witness. I had to like hand the mic to him. I was like falling off a chair, crying. Like, not as like a, and hypo- in a you know, not an exaggerating way. I think also when you told me. I was totally ignorant to Andy North's ringtone. That was a completely all everything on here is authentic and in the moment reactions. I, I did not know that story. And I, I I could not I could not compose myself. <laughs> I mean that was just a that was a moment that happened. That was me finding out live that that story, his rainer going off nonstop in the Pebble Beach uh, media center. That's up there. What's your favorite? The Friday Friday pod at Masters? Probably. Probably that one. Okay. I did enjoy the uprising. That was a good time. That was so fun. Just constantly checking out. <laughs> All right, we done? How many more do you want to do? We're at hour twelve is what I see. Probably should cut it. Okay. That's it. We have another four hundred questions or something like this. So we're gonna keep sprinkling these in. Some may be evergreen, some may not be. So when we read them a month from now, it'll be extra entertaining. All right. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here? No, that's it. I hope everybody has a wonderful Monday. Enjoy your Monday. Be, hopefully it's not a great time. Be appreciative of what you have now. Understand it's not great. And, you know, hopeful that it will be better in the future. So uh, enjoy your Monday. We will be back Wednesday with some rousing Freddie Couples. Boom, boom stories. And uh, talk to you then.